my wonderful friends, welcome to Faith FM Drive Time, welcome to Big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion and the Bible, and where we look at the world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I am Nick Krita, your host, and uh, if you like to make a comment or have your questions answered, please don't hesitate to text us on 04-888-808-11. That's the number where you can send us a text during this program and be part of the program with us today. The theme for the whole week uh, was uh, the Bible, physical health, and spirituality. And uh, our big questions we looked at were some of these. Are health principles really part of biblical religion? How relevant are the health laws found in the Bible? Who owns my body? Is it all about body image? That was a good one. And is physical health and spirituality connected? We are going to talk a little bit more today about how can I turn my life around. But it's good to have with us today again Tracy Papandreou, our co-host. And Tracy is an active uh, member of uh, Brighton Seventh-day Adventist Church here in Adelaide. It is very passionate of spreading the good news, the gospel, uh, with uh, as many people as possible. And even through this program today, when we are going to talk a little bit more about health, um, I'm pretty sure that, Tracy, you'll be able to share with us. And it's good to have you with us. Thanks, Nick. It's good to be here again. And uh, hi to all the listeners. Hey, Tracy, I may start. Today with something, because I'm, I was quite excited when I read uh, just a couple of days ago this um, in the news that um, Adelaide, our beautiful city, has been ranked the third most livable city in the world. I saw that too. I got a colleague actually sent me an email and then all of my other uh, uh, colleagues sent email saying, Tracy must know something. She moved from Sydney to Adelaide. <laughs> <laughs> so, and by the way, yes. just talking about Sydney, they just, just fall off they of the fell out, yeah, 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 fell all, out of the, the ranking. Yeah, yeah, the ten most uh, livable cities. But yes. look, when I looked at that, I thought to myself, "Hey, that's a very interesting um, aspect, you know, to live in a city." And then you have to ask questions, you know, why yes. um, is the ranking, you know, of the most livable uh, city? And you know what attracted my attention was. Uh, this little thing here, uh, the uh, biannual um, liability index ranks 140 um, cities according to the five categories, which is stability, healthcare, you know, mm. in the second place, healthcare, mm. education, culture, environment, infrastructure. You know what? Sometimes I'm looking at, you know, here in Adelaide, probably I live for too long in Adelaide, but I, I don't know um, how good is our infrastructure, you know, but that's not for me to debate now. But yeah, I was interested to see that uh, healthcare is a very important um, aspect when... Uh, well, it's um, a factor in this ranking, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So, that's what I'm saying. You know, yeah. And... Uh, 
our uh, beautiful city here must do well on uh, on that aspect. Now I know that um, Australia was quite uh, well uh, ranked in uh, in this uh, biannual index. You know, I mean, it says here that every two years the Economist released a list of the world's most livable cities, and each time Australia cities are recognized. And we used to have six cities in the top ten. Something like that. We, I think, in between us and uh, New Zealand, uh, we still have six uh, cities in the uh, top ten. Now, New Zealand actually took the first place, um, being number one uh, in the world with the town called o- Auckland, Auckland, wasn't it? Auckland, yeah, yeah. Auckland, and I think Osaka was the second. The second one, yes, and Adelaide, the third one uh, yes. in the world. Yes, uh, but we had Perth was in there, and Brisbane was in there as well. Yeah, Melbourne, so Melbourne, Melbourne was, was the as yeah. well. You know, and so we're, we're not doing too bad as a country, aren't we? Absolutely, and yeah. Melbourne is sharing now. I think the the uh, eighth. Uh, place with uh, another city in Europe, with, mm. in Switzerland. Yeah, I thought that was a very interesting uh, news. You know, we live in uh, um, in this beautiful country with um, lots of uh, help, you know, from authorities, government. You know, I'm mean, talking about healthcare here. Mm. I'm referring to because our program is focusing today on on health yes. and how can we uh, turn our life around, but. Having in mind that, we need to realize, even though we are happy to live in a city like Adelaide or in Australia, we have to think of the people who are not so fortunate. Yes, that's true. And even more, we have to think of those people who are still suffering here because living in a wealthy country, you know, in a city doesn't always give you the best results in terms of health. No, that's true. That's true. Today, we're going to be talking about trying to avoid too much of having to use that healthcare system. So, Absolutely. Yeah. And I think this will make the difference in our uh, program today because, uh, uh, yeah, we are going to give some very good uh, uh, information about how to turn uh, your life around. Just before we moving on, I would like to mention again that number because we have a Wonderful uh, book to give to you uh, today as a gift related to health. And the number is 04-888-808-11. Don't hesitate to send us a message uh, when we'll advertise that uh, offer uh, for you. Again, it's good to have uh, David Olima from Family Voice Australia with us uh, today. And um, very good uh, topic today, uh, David. Yes, Nick. I look forward to sharing with the listeners once again. At uh, Family Voice uh, Australia, I'm sure you want families to achieve their highest potential in every way. Yes, absolutely. Uh, God loves families, Nick, and he sets the lonely in families He created marriage at the beginning because it's not good to be on your own. And the natural fruition of marriage, of course, is the raising of children. And God loves children and he wants us to raise children in the fear and knowledge of the Lord. So families really need to get it right. And I really look forward to sharing this afternoon on some practical ways we can do that. Absolutely. And we are going to talk quite a bit of an acronym uh, today. Can you provide encouragement uh, to the listeners on the topic of achieving our highest potential using the New Start team? Yes, New Start. N-E-W-S-T-A-R-T, the acronym there. 
So you better perhaps firstly explain to the listeners what each of the words means, and then certainly we can go through each one. All right. Well, okay. Let's. Um, the first one uh, is uh, nutrition. Yes. N for nutrition. N for nutrition. E for exercise. Yes. W for water. S for uh, sun. Sunlight. Yes. T for um, temperance. A for air. R for rest. And T for trust. Yes. In God. Yeah. Well, this is a new word to me. This acronym. And I'm really thrilled because it's very comprehensive, Nick. It is very comprehensive. Mm. And uh, what would you like to to start on on this one um, with uh, with nutrition, for yeah, example? Nutrition. Well, the Bible says that our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit, so we've got to look after them. We shouldn't be eating junk food. We should be eating food which is nutritious. Uh, sometimes that means that we should avoid eating some things that we'd like to eat because we know they're not very good for us, and it means that we may have to eat some things that we'd rather not eat, because <laughs> they too are good for us. And there's a, a wonderful scripture in uh, in Daniel where he says, give us nothing but vegetables to eat and water to drink. Now, uh, people make up their own mind about what they're going to eat, of course, but here Daniel was being very strict, very careful, because he had a very important ministry ahead of him. And so he avoided the choice food or the rich food, as it's described there in the wine, and he ate much more simple food, which was much better for him. And Nick, there's a wonderful verse in Ecclesiastes chapter 10. It says, Blessed are you, O land, whose king is of noble birth, and whose princes eat at a proper time for strength and not for drunkenness. Mm -hmm. Fantastic little piece of advice there. And, you know, we're all called to be princely, to be royal. Yeah, we're the sons of the king, and we need to behave accordingly, not not like the the prince who, who will just get fatter and fatter and drunker and drunker, but rather yes. taking up our important role to provide wisdom. Absolutely. How important is exercise, David, yes. for you and Australian families? Absolutely. Well, we've got an epidemic of, of heart disease, obesity, uh, you name it. And part of the problem is that we're not getting enough exercise. And we need this to boost the immune system and to promote well-being for physical strength and for mental and spiritual strength as well. So, uh, so uh, physical exercise is of some value, the scripture says. It's yep. of some value. Uh, spiritual exercise is more important, of course, but we mustn't neglect our physical exercise. And I believe water goes very well with uh, exercise, too. It does. It does. Uh, water is very necessary. And uh, I don't want to be too close up and personal here, but when we pass urine, we need to look at the color. If it's if it's too dark, then clearly there's an issue. We're not getting enough water. So our, our urine should be almost clear. Mm. So that's that's a little take home for the listeners today. Next time they're in the bathroom, absolutely a practical <laughs> tip there. Also, we we come to S, mm. which means sunlight. Yes, yes, we're not getting enough sunlight. It's incredible, you know. We're stuck indoors, stuck behind the computers, stuck at work, and I'm trying to get some more sunlight uh, every day. Uh, it doesn't take long. Uh, we need that for vitamin D production, so it's part of our good stewardship as God's people, that we get sunlight. And it's also good for the washing to have sunlight as well. And then uh, we come to the letter T. Yep. What do you want to say on this one? Temperance. Well, there's a wonderful piece of music called the Well-Tempered Clavier. 
by Johann Sebastian Bach, well-tempered. That means that the musical instrument is tuned nicely. And we speak about losing one's temper. That means that we've got an even keel, things are going calmly, but then something provokes us and we lose it. We start cursing and swearing, possibly banging our fist on the table and being very, very unbalanced. So we need we need temperance, which means moderation and easygoing. It's a discipline that we need to apply to ourselves, that we will remain cool, calm and collected. Mm-hmm. And as we looked uh, so far uh, on this acronym, uh, uh, David, we came to the letter A, which um, represents air. air Now, uh, we know that uh, you may uh, go without food for uh, quite a few days, mm-hmm. even without water, mm-hmm. maybe without exercise and mm-hmm. all other things, yeah. but uh, I don't think so you can go too far without air. No, and uh, unfortunately, we are really polluting the environment constantly. We're starting to wake up slightly and we need to wake up a lot more because God has given the earth to us for us to steward and not to spoil. And we've done a lot of spoiling. We are spewing so much rubbish into the air, it's unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Just throwing chemicals into the air constantly. Technology needs a matching wisdom so that we will be better off with those technological innovations such as the motor car and not be poisoned by them. Unfortunately, diesel fumes contain the number one and number two most carcinogenic substances known mm. to man. Wow. And yet our, our roads, you know, there's a school next to the studio here, diesel fumes are being breathed in constantly. We need a matching theology to balance technological advancement. Oh, that's... To make uh, sure that the air is clean. That's very important. Yeah, you're right. Okay, we come to the second to last, which is R, stands for rest. Yes. Now we live in a not in a very restful world. Correct. How important is rest? Yes, David. Oh, uh, fundamentally important. We're only beginning to realize how valuable is sleep. We used to think I'll oh, sleep, you know, I can go without sleep. I can get by with five hours or four hours or six hours or something like that. That that's absolute rubbish, Nick. We're starting to realize now that those who are deprived of sleep die younger. It's it's as simple as that. Every year, the clocks go forward and the clocks go back. There is a 20% increase in heart attacks on the day when we lose that one hour of sleep. It's almost unbelievable. Mm. And there's a 20% decline when we get the extra hour of sleep when the clocks go back. <laughs> so that just illustrates how important sleep is. We kid ourselves to think that we can get away with it, just a few hours sleep every night. The scripture says he grants sleep to those he loves. Psalm 127, and Jesus said, come away and get some rest. And he was asleep in the boat when everyone else was raging and ranting. Mm. Uh, So Jesus knew how to sleep, and we must learn to sleep. In fact, as we sleep, we are prophetic of dying and rising. So there's there's a very strong theological case for getting a good night's sleep as well. Otherwise, when we wake up, we're grumpy because we haven't finished sleeping yet, and Mm. that's no parable of the resurrection, is it? Absolutely. And we come to the last one, but not least, uh, because I believe the second T in the acronym is the most important one. Yes. To trust in God. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not upon your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. If we want to have a straight pathway, if we want to get from A to B without going here, there and everywhere, we need to trust in the Lord. And though it's important to have exercise, nutrition, sunlight, etc., etc., all of these things, without that trust in Christ, they will be a very, very poor benefit. We, above all, we need His blessing, trusting in Him. 
Oh, very well said. And I believe with Family Voice Australia, as you travel around, you'll uh, use more this acronym uh, and maybe, yeah, in, in encourage people to have a new start. Thank you, David, for joining us today. May God bless you. Thank you, Nick. The gentle healer came into our town today. He touched blind eyes and the darkness left to stay. But more than the blindness, he took their sins away. The gentle healer came into our town today. The gentle healer came into our town today. He spoke one word that was all he had to say. And the one who had died just rose up straight away. The gentle healer came into our town today. Oh, he seems like just an ordinary man With dirty feet and rough but gentle hands But the words he says are hard to understand And yet he seems like just an ordinary man The gentle healer, he left our town today. I just looked around and found he'd gone away. Some folks from town have followed him, they say. That the gentle healer is the truth, the life, the Welcome back. You are listening to Faith FM Drive Time BQ&A with Nick Rita and our co-host today is Tracy Papandreou. We are uh, talking about uh, how can I turn my uh, life around. That was a beautiful song by Michael Card, the gentle healer. Now, you, we may do a lot of things to help ourselves to live a better life health-wise, But the most important thing is to recognize that Jesus, God is the one who provides and takes care of us in all aspects. And if we forget about that, then yeah, as David mentioned a bit earlier, uh, we may um, benefit of the information which we share, uh, but that wouldn't last for too long. Our program is uh, focusing also on a holistic approach that we will live a healthy life and we will also draw near to God and to have all the benefits which God provide for us. Now, just before the break and before the David was sharing with us, we said that we are going to give you a, a good offer today and that is health and wellness. How much uh, would you pay to learn uh, the secrets to lifelong health and wellness. Health and wellness secrets that will change your life shows you spectacularly simple ways to avoid such chronic killers as cancer, diabetes, heart disease, and obesity. 
You learn how good nutrition heals the body and boosts the mind, how purpose increases resilience, how love and forgiveness mend the heart. Health and wellness caught the attention of award-winning documentary filmmaker Martin Dobmeier. I hope I said correct that name. While there are countless self-help books on the market today, health and wellness secrets that will change your life stands apart because it speaks from proven sources. Contained in these insightful chapters is an emphasis on making wise choices about the riches entrusted to each one of us. A body that has the potential to heal itself, a mind capable of the extraordinary, and a spirit that longs to be reunited with the Creator. This book not only offers a roadmap for a healthier, more productive life, it provides the greatest gift of all, the reason for the journey. This book can be yours. You just need to send us a message on 4 and request this wonderful book. The name of the book again is Health and Wellness. Now, Tracy, coming back and uh, try to uh, expand a little bit uh, more uh, particularly on the aspect of uh, th- that acronym which we um, talked to David, uh, New Start. But just before that, I would like to, to just um, ask you this. How can I turn my life around? But maybe we should explore the reason why it might be a good thing to turn my life around. What do you say about this? Well, I say, you know, look at the situation in terms of, let's just take cancer. I think almost everyone you know either directly knows somebody who's experiencing that or um, knows of somebody. I know in our prayer group we're always hearing about more people who, who have this. That's just one aspect. And, and so people um, are increasingly having more chronic problems mm-hmm. uh, which, are, which are really related to lifestyle Issues, You know, there's that famous saying, you are what you eat, and now we're getting all of the research to really show us that that's, that's the case. But eating is not the only situation. You know, research is showing that around 50% of cancers are lifestyle-related. And I, I found this quite interesting when I was doing some research on this. There was a two th- 2008 journal article, and its title was actually... So this is all written by researchers. Mm-hmm. It's ti- the title was actually of the paper was "Cancer is a preventable disease that requires major lifestyle change." Wow! You know, so they're putting it out there uh, uh, that you know it's preventable, but it's not just cancer. That, as I said, there's many other chronic diseases that are often just thought of as part of growing old, and then these can be either eliminated, avoided, or reduced just by practicing healthy lifestyle choices. You know, there's also things like anxiety depression, osteoporosis, diabetes, stroke, coronary heart disease, high blood pressure, obesity, and the list goes on, Mm -hmm. you know, and and also the opportunity to not only live significantly longer, but to live with a better quality of life for longer. Oh, that's very important Mm. uh, to have quality. So let's look at the 
you know, our question is how can I turn my life around? Well, with anything that is going to be, you know, a, a new chapter of your life, you really need to make a mental decision about it. And, you know, we talked about this new start uh, theme. You need to make a decision to make a new start. And to do that, you need to really have that motivation to do it. You need to think about the benefits that, that can come from it and the reasons why you're wanting to make that change so you know what you're expecting to achieve. And that's really important because you need to do that so you can see when you're making progress. Right. Because when we when we see that progress, when we're any kind of new program, that helps us going, mm-hmm. that keeps us motivated. I think a big part of it is to bring God on board because he wants us to live a full and satisfying life. He doesn't want us to be crippled and everything. And we know that from just one of the scriptures, John 10.10 says, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. And this is Jesus speaking. And he said, I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. And I don't think abundantly is people walking around crippled and and with all of these chronic diseases which in many cases are self-induced you know he also you know temptation is a big thing when we're making changes around diet particularly you know and, and and we can bring on board help with regards to that you know he provides us help against temptation Matthew 4 7 tells us no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind and God is faithful he will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear but when you are tempted he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it so you need to actually prepare and dedicate this change that you're embarking upon to God and I also would um, suggest if you've got a friend or a family member who would also like to turn their health around why not decide to do it together to work together to support each other and be accountable to each other I think a big thing too is to consider the absolute gift of good health Often we squander that gift and we don't appreciate it for how important it really is until we find ourselves lacking health. So I had a situation recently, just a few weeks ago, um, I caught another respiratory virus, not COVID. I did go and get Mm -hmm. checked straight away. Um, But it seemed to me that it was a, a, a replica, but not as bad of a virus that I had had six months previous, where I was 10 days laid up in, up in bed. And I, I'd had some other test results recently with not great, great results coming back for me. And I really, in my time with God, I felt like he was showing me that Well, a lot of this was happening because I wasn't doing living optimally. I've I've always been interested in health since my teens, but, you know, it's easy to let little things slip in and an occasional thing becomes a regular thing. And, uh, you know, what I had done since the outbreak of COVID, I had really put my spiritual life really in the forefront of my life. And and that's great. That's how it Mm. should be. But I'd also, because I'd let other things slip in and didn't have time, I'd let my exercise slip. I'd gone for about a month without Mm -hmm. daily exercise, which is really unlike me. And, um, you know, there were things going on that kind of rang alarm bells to me and, and I just thought, 
you know, I, I, I had to come before God and apologize because I had, I, I was not appreciating that great gift of good health and I had almost thrown it to the side and trampled on it, mm. you know, and, and I had to, you know, apologize and ask for forgiveness. But one of the, um, scriptures that he, he brought to me was 1 Corinthians 10 31. So whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. And I made a decision at that point to get more serious, and that Bible text is on my fridge. Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> so every time I open the fridge, I've got a reminder, hey, you know, are you doing this for the glory of God? Right, right. There is so much information and misinformation out there in the media, you know, all other uh, sources, um, Tracy. Uh, but I would like you to give us some tips, you know, to share a little bit more, and particularly looking at this acronym. We talked about the um, new start, uh, N-E-W-S-T-A-R-T. And let's explore a little bit more about this concept, because I believe we can draw some very important lessons of of understanding how God created us and created the whole universe and created everything what we need to live a healthy life. Absolutely. I would say to people, forget the fad diet, forget this superfood, that superfood, because it's a holistic approach that you need to have. And this new start approach really deals with it, the holistic part of you but it deals, uh, it, it's the, this acronym, this approach makes, it takes all of that information that's out there and just filters it down into an easy to um, understand, uh, easy to apply kind of, kind of thing. So yes, you went through it with David. N is for nutrition. E is for exercise. W for water. S for sunshine. T for temperance. A for air, R for rest, T for trusting God. And those are, you know, we're, we're multidimensional beings, you know, so there is across a number of areas that we need to uh, really look at those aspects and how we're managed, managing them. How will you incorporate these into your life will impact on the quality of your health. Yes, and you see here, when you list it again, uh, you know, looking at that acronym, that's a package. Yes. That's not to take uh, just some and you say, okay, I can take this or that. You need to have all of them to have a, a total a, package. A total package there. Now, that's a lot of, um, you know, different elements involved uh, there, uh, Tracy, um, towards good health. Uh, could you perhaps expand? Uh, a little on each of them? Sure, sure. We need to do that to give some practical help to the listeners. So let's talk about nutrition. An easy way to talk about it is you need to prepare most of your foods from ingredients that are healthy living foods. And we all know what that is. It's fruits and, and, and vegetables, nuts, grains, etc. You need to avoid highly processed foods. All of those things that come in the crinkly packets, mm-hmm. uh, they're the ones that, that you really need to avoid. I really find helpful the Australian government guidelines with regards to um, uh, quantities for fruit and vegetables. So they say each day a you should be having two serves of fruit and five serves of veggies. And if you actually look at that, that is actually a bit hard to 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 manage. You have to actually be be um, deliberate mm-hmm. uh, about that. Uh, eliminate snacks because that's you know 
that's where you you're just going to bring it all down mm-hmm. and and I find, you know, as I was saying, to bring all of these elements of in the two two fruit, the five veg, I don't have any problem with the two fruit because my, my breakfast, I have a few pieces of fruit for breakfast, but I do find the veggie thing getting all of those a little bit difficult and I often find with my um, with my lifestyle, with the time I finish work, etc., I find that... Um, you know, if I started preparing a big meal at, at, at dinner, I'd be eating at eight o'clock at night, which that's also not good for you eating, eating late at night. So what I personally find is good is I do a, a green veggie smoothie of an evening. Mm-hmm. And that's my way of ensuring that I can get the, the right intake of, of veggies in, you know, I mean, I might not always get five, you know, I might get four, but I'm pretty much up there most days. And that's a thing that I have introduced in the last year to deliberately be getting that in, you know, and oh, whether right. that works for somebody for their breakfast, for their lunch, for their dinner, or whatever, um, you they'll work it out what what works for them. But to be deliberate about looking, am I actually getting that each day? Okay, that's great. And do you have some uh, more, you know, personal tips and perhaps uh, to help people uh, for preparing uh, food and better, yeah, yeah better yeah. preparing and eat eat properly. Yeah, I think the thing is to be prepared. You know, it's, it's, it's when you're not prepared, when you don't have the things at home, that that's when you're going to reach for what's there. So, you know, plan your week, you know, your shopping, prepare meals ahead. You know, if you have a really, really busy week, maybe on the weekend, um, make some big uh, meals and and uh, put them into different uh, servings and uh, and and put them in the fridge, the freezer. Plan your meals based on what your week commitments are going to be. Avoid eating between meals and grazing mm. because that's where you can really, you know, be eating things that that you really shouldn't. And a lot of the time, people do that because they're, well, they're not actually even hungry. Sometimes they're bored. Yes. And sometimes they're thirsty because the trigger um, for for your body between hunger and thirst is really very similar. So uh, ask yourself, am I really hungry? Before I heard you that actually quite a lot uh, to, to ask yeah. yourself when you are uh, feeling that uh, it's not time for the second meal, but yeah. you feel hungry. Just ask yourself, maybe you need the, the water. water. Exactly, exactly. And so there's also guidelines that you should have your biggest meal for breakfast. Um, I actually like to have a cooked meal. For lunch, that's my main meal, but different people work differently. And as I said, I have a veggie smoothie for dinner. But, you know, people need to really think and and be honest about what's what's doable for them. Work out what will work for you. And again, I would actually also um, advocate putting that Bible verse on the fridge, that one about whatever you eat or drink, you know, do it for the glory of God because I find that's really helpful well, for me. That's, that's true. That's true. So uh, we're coming to the second uh, letter on the acronym, uh, E, which stands for? Exercise, exercise. Um, so I was really um, quite surprised when I found out, when I did some research, and uh, they say that physical fitness is the most important predictor for longevity. I was surprised about that because I always thought it was nutrition, but they're saying, okay, nutrition is very, very important, but physical fitness is the most important predictor for lon- longevity. What they were saying is one minute exercise now equals two minutes 
chance of longevity in the future. So that's something to think about. And again, a guideline, commit to 30 minutes exercise at least six days per week. Look at your schedule and really look at what you can fit in. Sometimes people say, but I don't have time. Mm. Mm. Well, the research shows that Americans and Australians are pretty similar to Americans uh, spend about two and three quarter of hours in front of the TV. And let's just say maybe it might not be the TV. It might be the computer. It might be the cell phone, you know, Facebook, all of that. You know, how important is your health? And a healthy future. Uh, I think, you know, borrowing from a little bit of that time would not only help your mind, but it's going to help your body because, you know, time not only to prepare good meals, but also to, uh, you know, take 30 minutes out of, out of that time. And it does not too much. No, and, and it might be that you've actually even got to schedule it in your diary. You know, sometimes these things have to be done in a really deliberate way until they become habit. Mm-hmm. And when they become habit, it feels weird when you don't do it. Right. You know, but it's it's that stage we need to be deliberate about it. So so yeah, that's that's I try to. Um, most days I'm I'm lucky enough to, you know, live in a, a near a, a beach so I um, get to have a nice walk by the beach but anywhere you know around your home you know around the houses and everything um, just it's best I think if you can to get out in nature and do your exercise in nature where you can be taking in fresh air you can hear the birds all of all of that kind of thing the only thing with um, exercise um, you, you should be looking to get your heart rate up a little bit uh, and also don't be doing anything too vigorous in the evening because that can charge you up a bit and make it a little bit difficult to sleep at okay. night. Okay, okay. Now that's uh, that's a good one. Um, what about if uh, uh, sometimes people um, just don't like exercise? I know, I know. It's it's difficult for some people. I've got a girlfriend overseas who's battling a little bit with this, and she said, "But uh, you know, you're sporty, Tracy. I just don't like exercise." I, th- I would say find something you like to do and stick to it. As I said, you've got to get your heart rate up a bit and you sh- it should be something you can do six days a week. Do it until it becomes a routine. And as I said, best done out in the fresh air if you can. Um, and if possible, it's good to do it early in the morning if that's possible in your routine because it removes the temptation of skipping when you return home and you're tired from work. Mm. You know? And it can start your day off well. You know, It gets all of those endorphins pumping and uh, gives you that great positive mind health to start the day very good let's move to the third one uh, w yeah that's water water our bodies are made of 75 percent water and our brain is made of 85 percent water um one of the things that i found interesting in in researching for this is that water is very very implicated in terms of reducing risk of heart attack and it's not only heart attacks it's many other of the chronic diseases in a 2018 study what the author said was Basically, not drinking enough water can be as harmful to your health as smoking. I found that really, really amazing. And and it has to do with dehydration because dehydration elevates blood stickiness and it increases blood elements that promote clotting. So whenever these are elevated, they're, they're risk factors for coronary heart disease. Some people might ask how much to drink. So a guideline that I found was you should take your body weight in pounds and divide it in half 
And that's the number that is recommended of ounces you should drink every day. Now, we use imperial measurements here, so you can just use Google to to do the conversion. It's also important to reduce your tea coffee, especially soft drinks mm. and fruit drinks because, you know, th- those will just um, work negatively towards the change. Drink pure, good water. Avoid plastic bottles if you can due to BPA issues. And just tap water is good. You know, it can be filtered with a charcoal filter. Um, obviously, when you're exercising or you're hot, you should have more than that um, calculation that that you've done in terms of what is right right for your body weight to be drinking in water. And it's also this was an interesting tip I heard too. It's useful to drink a glass of water as soon as you wake up in the morning. I actually drink four big ones. I'm almost a liter, but oh, right. you know, I find that's I'm really thirsty in 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 the mornings. Um, and also, you know, at least one at night. And apparently, that's been shown to significantly reduce your heart attack risk for that night. I guess Mm -hmm. that's going back to all of that blood stickiness thing that I was talking about before. So that was another thing that I found quite interesting. And just on on that aspect, uh, Tracy, particularly with water, because there can be some other signs if you are thirsty, you know, for example, if you're in the middle of the night, you just keep uh, waking up, you know, and uh, uh, you want to drink lots of water, that there may, uh, may be some signs of something else there, particularly yes. diabetes, you know, yes. uh, have uh, some um, people who have diabetes have some issues with that. I heard a lot. Uh, but if you when you are intentional, because this is the trick, I believe sometimes you need to drink water when you don't feel like. Yes. To yes. drink it, you know, and just have that uh, Inten- habit. In, habit. In, I was going to say to be intentional, you know, mm. in the morning to have some water or as you go th- through the day and make a plan for your meals, you know, but not to have anything in between, as you said a bit earlier, but drink water. And yes. that's my uh, that's my habit now, uh, Tracy. I happen to um, come to that uh, habit that I drink um, you know, two liters of water or more during the day just in between uh, in between those meals. I think one time when I came into the studio, I saw your big bottle and I said, is that for a camel, Nick? <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. And I like that big uh, bottle. <laughs> and you see, it's a it's a glass bottle. Yes. I like to keep it in glass, as you just say. Yes. Try to avoid not to, to keep BPAs, it in, yeah. in uh, plastic. But definitely I, I learned good lessons uh, uh, about water because some days I was uh, dehydrated and I have... Quite a bit of uh, heart um, issues, heartburn. Ha- yeah, yeah. Ha- heartburn, and and all sorts of things. And mm. I, I start to drink uh, water, a couple of uh, uh, you know glasses of water, and I could feel better straight away. Mm. Yeah, and I've heard them say too that when you actually feel like you're thirsty, you're actually quite dehydrated because your body needs that even before you get that thirst. Sensation, you know, and uh, another common thing which comes from dehydration is headaches, you know. And if I'm concentrated, I don't actually drink enough water, I have the tendency to get headaches. And so, whenever that might happen, I go, Ah, oh, okay, I'm probably dehydrated, mm. I need to go and drink some more. All right, we, we are uh, kind of halfway, you know, uh, time is going very quickly, and we came to the letter uh, S. And again, for those of you who may join us just, um, uh, you know, in the last few minutes, we are talking about an 
acronym New Start and um, which stands for nutrition, exercise, water, and we are coming now to sunshine. How important is science, sunshine, particularly here in Australia? Yeah, we need it. Uh, and it's important because we need it for vitamin D. Um, there's a cholesterol-like substance in our blood that transforms into vitamin D when it's exposed to sunlight. And this vitamin D has an important role in regulating calcium levels. A deficiency can cause osteoporosis. It has an important role as a steroid hormone in gene modulation, and it can tel- help to turn on health-promoting genes while suppressing bad genes, mm-hmm. so especially Especially genes that promote cancer, and it's also very important. Uh, has an important role as an antioxidant. So uh, this is a really interesting thing, you know, because we see that, you know, there is a lot more skin cancer and everything these days. And people sometimes put it down to the hole in the ozone layer. And I just wonder whether it's more to do with we're just not getting enough vitamin D. Yeah, and that's what I mentioned, but living in Australia here, we know it's big time, you know, advertising all sorts of things about uh, uh, skin cancer. And people are scared to get out and they are... uh, deficient in particularly in vitamin D just you need to be very um, you know uh, aware and you don't need that much uh, yeah and and the messaging the messaging that that we hear sometimes is it can be confusing it's all about balance and the amount of sun exposure and the type of exposure is the key so most people only need a short time in the sun as you said Nick to maintain healthy vitamin D levels And this was interesting. Once enough is made, any extras just turned into inactive substances. And you should, if you're getting enough uh, sun during the summer months, that should be enough to help you, uh, provide you with enough vitamin D for the winter. The body stores it. But this was something I found very interesting in, in the research that I went through for this. So there's both UVA and UVB, mm-hmm. ultraviolet light in, um, in, in sunshine. Now, UVB is the one that produces vitamin D. But this is one that is blocked by most sunscreens. So you put a sunscreen on and it's going to block you from the UVB, which will produce your vitamin D. UVA instead is not blocked by most sunscreens. And yet that's the most dangerous one for most types of skin cancer. Right. So that's, you know, so, so what this research was suggesting was, you know, go out into the sun, you know, not in the middle of the blazing hot day, but make sure you're getting some sun sunshine. Try to incorporate 20 to 30 minutes of warming sunlight in your day without sunscreen, mm-hmm. right? Um, and and this, will, this will help. Obviously, you know, you don't sit there in the middle of the day for two hours and cook yourself. It's all about balance, you know. So, so yeah, but a good amount each day will also bring improved mood. But, you know, too much time in the sun can lead to getting burnt or even cancer. Mm. So, again, there's balance that's needed yeah. there. And you don't do this for uh, the body image, just to stay there for hours no. and hours <laughs> to get a good tent there. You do for the health uh, yes. aspect. Exactly. Hey, let's move quickly to yeah. letter T, which stands for? Temperance. Temperance. And this is a bit of an old-fashioned word. I looked up the definition. It means control of oneself in action. Uh, statement, etc. Self-control, habitual moderation in the enjoyment of a natural appetite, especially in the drinking of alcohol. Um, so this is about a state of mind, actually, where you balance the needs of your body with your passions. 
um, obesity is becoming widespread. It's a real health issue. And if it's not checked, you know, it will soon become the leading cause of death. And, you know, a lot of that is about people not being able to be temperate, you know, eating more than they need, eating things that are not good for you. It's about all of that balance. You know, it's about being being the master of your body rather than letting appetite be the master of you. And probably temperance will um, sort out the problem with, uh, you know, if you have issues of uh, being um, so, um, how to say that, um, um, uh, driven to do certain things yes. because you want to do that, you know. Yes. I couldn't find the, the right word, but yes, temperance is to eliminate uh, those side extremes. tracks, extremes, you yes. know. Yes. Absolutely. We're moving quickly, uh, mm. Tracy, to letter A. Yes, yes, so that's air. And the best air to breathe for optimum health is oxygen-rich, negatively charged air. So, Negative ions, those are ions are charged atoms, they tend to concentrate near rivers and waterfalls, beaches, forests and mountains. So that's often why we feel good when we get out in nature. The mm-hmm. oxygen levels can be up to 10 times more than compared to a closed office or a bedroom, etc. So negative ions contribute to a better mood and a sense of well-being. So, you know, um, take time to get out in nature. Um, some of the tips um, that I would have on that, as I said, spend more time in nature. Sometimes intentionally take three to five big deep breaths. breaths. A higher oxygen level is going to clear your mind. Sleep with a window open. That increases the negative ions in your home. Step outside for a minute every hour at work. Mm-hmm. You know, just, just get a little bit of negative iron break, you know. Um, instead of a smoko break, I'm taking a negative iron break. Um, on the weekend, take a hike in nature instead of spending the day in the shopping centre. And and also get some indoor plants. And the ones that have a large surface area on the leaves, they're the ones that are actually really very good in uh, reducing contaminants in the air. Right. And we're coming very close to the, to the end of this acronym. Mm. A new start, uh, letter um, R. R, R. So this is for rest. Um, and uh, rest is an instinctual, critical component of our lives. You know, we instinctively know when we feel tired and we want to close our eyes. But recent study has shown that if you regularly sleep less than seven hours each night, your immune system suffers and it can make you up to three times more likely to get sick. So that equates to um, a risk of dying increasing by 21% in women and 26% in men. It also uh, tends to, um, you tend to be more overweight and have shorter lifespans if you're not sleeping enough. Mm-hmm. You know, sleeping also alters metabol- metabolic pathways yes. that regulate appetite. And I know that if I don't sleep well, the next day I'm really hungry and I want to eat and I want to eat all the wrong things, you know. So quality sleep's important for a good, robust immune system. Um, scientists are saying that good sleepers are mentally sharp 
sharper and at lower risk for neurological diseases like Alzheimer's as well. You know, the, the body's very active during sleep. You know, there are free radicals involved in many disease processes that are removed at an increased rate during sleep. So it's really important for the restorative and repair of our bodies. So, you know, being deliberate about taking that time is important. So studies are showing that optimal health is achieved for adults when we sleep between seven to eight hours. And I would also add to that, I know that I have to take into account how long it takes me to get to sleep. You know, and yes. I need out hours and it takes me half an hour to get to sleep. Now, it means, hey, I have to get to bed earlier and all of that kind of thing if I want to be able to get up early to spend time with God and exercise. But, you know, I want the good health. And, you, you know, we are uh, not able to give justice, you know, to all this uh, yeah. program, New Start, uh, in uh, in this hour. Uh, but we don't want to finish uh, before we uh, just share a little bit of the last uh, mm. uh, letter T, which T. is the second T in the acronym. Yes. Very important. Yes, absolutely. Trust in divine power is an element of, of this program. But, you know, some people might think, well, hang on, this is all about physical stuff you know how how does this fit into it well you know there's a lot of brain research going on um, uh, about all this trying to understand what the connection is brain scan research has shown that spiritual practices can improve memory and may even slow down aging processes um, and meditation and prayer plays an important role in strengthening our certain certain circuits in our brain they make us more socially aware and alert and reduces our anxiety and depression and other neurological stress. They're saying that there's a seven-year difference in life expectancy between those who have a spiritual life and those who don't. You know, So that's really interesting. They've said health benefits in regular spiritual activities are comparable to giving up smoking. Can right. you believe that? Mm. You know, So we have to ask, does faith in God change our minds and bodies? How, how, is, how is that? Uh, how does how does that all work? Um, well, you know, they're just the studies are showing that you know there's when you've got reg- regular spiritual activities, you know, there's less problem with respiratory disease, infectious diseases, diabetes, and this goes on to high blood pressure, depression, suicide, all of these chronic diseases. Regular church attendees also are more social, mm-hmm. more physical active, and. They tend to stay married as yes. well. Now, we really rally through this uh, yeah. here, but uh, I'll invite uh, you, dear listener, if you like to know more about this uh, program, New Start, and also other programs which you can benefit, uh, uh, such as uh, CHIP, like Complete Health Improvement Program, Depression Recovery, Forgive to Live, uh, Cooking Healthy, and all those things, please don't hesitate to contact us. And the number where you can get in touch with us is 04 triple eight eight zero eight double one and on that number you can request our offer for today health and wellness tracy our time is up for today thank you for sharing uh, Mm. with us and uh, we just want to uh, to close uh, today and uh, uh, just invite our uh, listener to come back with us because next time we are going to share about are all religions essentially the same until then May God richly bless you. Have a wonderful walk with Jesus, but live healthy. Now, 
we have very short time now, but I just uh, want to have a quick word of prayer. Dear Father in heaven, we thank you for being with us and helping us to learn through a program like New Start, where we can understand how you created us and everything around us to live a healthy life. Thank you for your blessings through this program. I leave you with a song just uh, to enjoy uh, Joy and Roy. He touched me. Cleansed and made me whole 